Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is Fly Purbly with Steve Jacob and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who wish you a Merry Clatmas and a Happy New Yuri Dopita. Craig, my mouse hunt continues. I, I've been successful. I've, I've caught a bunch of mice at this point. Uh, two of them I was able to freely release into the wilds where they were probably promptly eaten by a cat or something. Yeah, but you didn't do it. There's still there's still at least one taunting me around this house. <laughs> I, I found out I found out this week mice hate peppermint, apparently, and peppermint oil is something you can use to kind of ward them off. So I, I picked up this thing of peppermint oil and... I basically felt like I was performing a mouse exorcism in my house, just like <laughs> spreading this thing around. Like, you know, when the priests get the little things, the holy water, and they're like, get out of here, Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me with this mouse. That was, that was just you doing that, yeah. <laughs> I Get I, out of here, Satan. I had no idea about that, uh, the little bit of uh, peppermint, uh, the little note on peppermint and uh, the mice, by the way. I'll have to uh, remember Apparently. that next time we're in the, the problems here, but. So I mean, they, they uh, fucking hate candy canes. Yeah, I was gonna say York peppermint patties. That's what. Uh, I mean, that would. They are not a fan. Yeah, that would explain. Uh, yeah, junior, junior mint, not. <laughs> there you go. Just keep all those around the house. Make just you know, just gotta eat that and York peppermint patties, and there'll be no more mice. By the way, when I when you said there's one more like taunt to you, I just picture like you're sitting there and just one mouse, just like fuck you, Steve, just like into the. I'm telling you, it's not that. That is pretty much what's happening. Is like I'll see it, and then like we'll have a moment where we look at each other. It just knocks off the Like if the mouse could flip me the bird and scurry <laughs> off, that's exactly what would be happening. Just like pushing boxes off the counter real quick and then hiding, and you just can't quite find them. He's the worst. He's the most antagonizing animal that's ever lived inside your house. <laughs> I think that yeah, I pretty much. I, I think those squeaks are basically yeah. fuck you and mousies. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're taking out all their friends, then they should be a little pissed about something, I guess. You know, you got to think about the, true. the mouse in this situation. So I kind of, I'm team mouse. I'm siding with the mouse. I, oh, <laughs> I did see him wearing a little Rambo bandana. So I, I, I think war is happening. <laughs> did a little Sly Stallone impression. She's like, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> it's fucking peppermint it now. I am, I'm not going to have this peppermint here. Yeah. The, I gotta say, that wasn't squeaker. a bad saloon, Craig. Is... <laughs> yeah, well, I gotta make somebody sound like a dumb guy, so that's what I can do that pretty well. <laughs> Got that face covered, yeah. <laughs> no, all, the, all this fucking peppermint here. It ain't no cheese. That's just him walking around, just, yeah, upset that you weren't 
filling the traps with the kind of food they want. So, but uh, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, <laughs> you know, you couldn't use like a, a Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Huh. What's well, uh? How many uh, how many of those bad boys you got now? You got to uh? You clocking in at ten yet? You break double digits or what's the deal? I'm not break. I thankfully I I'm not living in a, a mouse like. I don't even know what you call that at this point. Mouse dead body factory? Like I don't mouse. know. Like that, yeah, that's yeah. A, a, a mouse morgue? Mouse orphanage. I don't know. Mouse oh, morgue. Oh, mouse orphanage. That, that's that a little darker. Very, <laughs> it is dark. It is dark. Just each one, but, you're like, these these mice didn't have children or families. So it, that's, it, uh, I mean, I've really. Got, I, I've got four, and hopefully oh, Grant's one more and I'm done. Uh, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I, happy. I don't blame you. Yeah, I want to be too pumped. This is... Yeah. Folks, this is as exciting as my life is right now. <laughs> I think it's more. We, I, we led with something I went going to a on bar. in your life. Yeah, because nothing's happening with anybody, I think, still. <laughs> I, I went to a brewery on Saturday night and drank, like, a beer outside of it with my friend. And we stayed, a, you know, an appropriate distance apart. And we were kind of just like, yep. Pretty exciting. Was, I mean, that's, that's something. It was a I real do. King of the Hill conversation <laughs> that we had out in front of the brewery. I'm sure, yeah. Which uh, I've been just an FYI for everybody else in terms of uh, what I've been doing. I've been watching some of that show. I'm catching up on that now, Steve, just in time. I figured it's time to start watching some King of the Hell. So, but that's I mean, you know, Steve, it's it's a global, worldwide, everybody's involved type of pandemic. So I don't think there's really much to be doing, uh, you know, anywhere outside still. As the numbers rise, uh, you know, just a lot of people hanging out at home still. It really should opinion. stay inside. I mean, it, I mean, there was a giant snowstorm yesterday, and uh, that snow, got, yeah. I think I got more warnings about the snow than, than feet of snow that actually dropped. Which <laughs> I, I heard about this goddamn storm for like two weeks. Oh yeah, and it, you know, it still it was wasn't bad. I, I, I mean, there was definitely had snow. To chip through. Yeah, it was nice to actually see some snow. It's been what two years since? Yeah, it's it's been a while since we've had some kind of snow. It's been a while. So it was nice to get, and also again, since most people are. Uh, working from home and home anyway like the whole I, I don't know i enjoy the snow outside especially when we don't have anywhere to go so this is the first time in a minute i think i got to enjoy some snow without uh feeling like i had to somehow figure out a way through it to you know get to work or you know that's true yeah just uh yeah so that's i mean that's it though there's the i mean that's it though yeah, I, nothing i mean nothing happening I, here <laughs> yeah i'm living I gotta on say, the edge of my seat very... yeah, with your uh, mouse story but sorry yeah it feels very strange to look outside and see snow and not have hockey to look forward to at night. Yep. And, you know, we're almost there, but not quite. Almost, not quite. And again, uh, I think uh, there was a board of governors meeting today that I don't think it, it did not finalize, uh, uh, you know, what the 2020 season, uh, 21 season protocols will be. Uh, those have, haven't been finalized yet, but uh as soon as we came out last week and said the thing about the divisions, uh, apparently the Brown was talking about how the new divisions may be getting tweaked already. Uh, so again, that wasn't oh. finalized, but, uh, and there hasn't been another preview of what the new, uh, sample divisions have been discussed, but, uh, well, I heard they're going to put the lightning into the flyers division and put the devils in the central. <laughs> they're going to take out the sabers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe put a couple more yeah. difficult teams in there. Just really. Oh no, the lightning. It. No, the lightning had to continue their cakewalk. So they will get the, like the lightning would be joining the devil's division for who else is the predators. I think the predators were in that one division. So that'd be like a quasi difficult, uh, opponent against, uh, 
you know, we'll swap the devils out for the Predators, and then the Lightning will win fifty-five or sixty games next year or some shit. So they might pull out the perfect season. It's been it's been a minute in the making for the NHL, but they're finally gonna. I mean, if you want to have a storyline, yeah. You want to have a storyline for the NHL? They might as well just rig it to have a team get a perfect season. Oh yeah, at this point. absolutely. And I mean, in all honesty, it should be the Penguins because if we're gonna keep doing this charade where we just uh, you know hand them everything, might as well. Let them go sixty zero and zero, and this would be this would be the year. I mean, people have been talking them down. We've been questioning them for a while. They're due to uh, completely miss the playoffs coming up, so why not have a Crosby uh, rebound story? That'll be the uh, story of all stories in twenty twenty one. But that's 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 not fucking happening. But apparently, on top of the division talk, uh, it's been reported today that uh, the league part of the reason why the league did not finalize uh, the the upcoming season protocols and everything to kind of get the the target dates finalizing and everything wheels in motion were was uh the canadian government uh there are some things they are not comfortable with in terms of the covid protocols and it sounds like the canadian teams might have to play all their games in the united states meaning the entire league would have to play all their games in the united states and that would, of course, oh. lead to uh, more of a delay in finalizing that schedule, as you would have to now figure out where uh, seven of your teams, thirty-one uh, or leagues, uh, thirty-one teams are going to be playing. So that would, I imagine, tack on to the uh, January thirteenth target date. Uh, again, this was news that just broke a couple hours ago, and I don't think there was any. Oh no, that was just a big scare that ended up not being in anything. You guys will probably find that out while you're listening to this podcast or maybe before, but right now it sounds like that's the big issue at the moment. Uh, and before that news broke of possibly not being able to play games in Canada, which would be a huge, that would be the whole, you know, the players, of players in the league have put aside the money. What other issues could we run into here thing? You know, the, the issue being COVID, uh, and this would be probably one of the ways that it would still hamper the start date of the season so uh and again that could I mean, be the raptors got to play yeah the raptors have to play in florida they have to play in tampa yeah which i mean if you're picking a state because you had to move because of covid you florida is a big fuck you to like, yeah. <laughs> like covid basically it is retired to florida right yeah like, like i don't understand like that would be like man all these canadian teams are they're too cold they're like they're, they're just they're, they're tired of the heat and it's like let's go to arizona let's move something to arizona just to get away from the heat it's like well that's not really how it works so but the uh yeah i mean this could be a thing that pushes back the season it may not even take that long like again this could be a thing that the canadian government finally just says i don't think they would because they've been I mean, if you're reading the prospect reports, first of all, thank you. Uh, and secondly, if you have been reading the Flyers <laughs> prospect report, uh, leagues are just getting shut down left and right. I mean, the QMJHL has been shut down since the beginning of December. They're going to open back up in January. WHL, which we'll get to in here, just pushed back their start date, which was, which was supposed to be the start of January. Uh, OHL was aiming to start in October back when they canceled their season last year, and then they pushed it back to February 4th. Like, they're, they're just not letting teams... Play up and like you just said, the Raptors aren't going to be able to play in Canada. So uh, you're they're going to the, the NHL have to do that for seven teams if this ends up being a bigger issue. And uh, so on top of that, which is a pretty big obstacle to overcome, uh, one of the main issues they've also been kind of talking about was uh, Sarah Valley tweeted about uh, issues surrounding roster sizes, and we talked about last week how they were expanding it to possibly uh, 
include not just 23 players, but 26. And then on top of that, have four taxi squad players, which pretty much bounce up and down between the AHL and NHL. Or during normal season, they would bounce up between the AHL and NHL. This year, it would be, you know, kind of they uh, are in the press box or just not dressed at all because they would be not playing uh, if they're not in the AHL. But, uh, and the whole idea, a lot of the issues with that were the, uh, the, uh, the size of the taxi squads, whether it be four players or more or less, uh, needing waivers to bring these guys up each time or at the start of the season, um, and then just pretty much how they would be facilitated throughout the season. Uh, and uh, going back to the COVID point, because that is kind of the thing that's, you know, the the big issue at play here, obviously. And just a little reason. bit. Yeah, just it's a little a bit. Kind of altered, you know, last year as well. Uh, apparently, uh, Sir Valley said that, Bettman and Dr. Fauci, uh, the infamous Dr. Fauci, uh, have been, uh, I don't know why he's infamous, not famous, but... <laughs> I would say, maybe just famous, yeah. For, you know, uh, going Dr. along Fa- with... Uh, we're yeah. pro-Dr. Fauci yeah, on this program. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes one of us, yeah. So, uh, and apparently they've been talking, and uh, Fauci was saying... Can't even imagine those conversations. <laughs> I can't, no, I can't even. But Fauci and Bettman, Bettman's just like, so I can't, how do I make money? And Fauci's like, well... No, uh, Fauci uh, said... Fauci's like, can we talk about saving life? But money. <laughs> yeah. Think of the money. Someone's like, how do I make money but also lock out the league? How do I do this during a pandemic? No? You don't have any answers? Uh, Fauci said... And how do we get the Arizona Coyotes to be profitable <laughs> while we're on the subject? Uh, Fauci stated to Batman that the safest way for the league to uh, be up and running by January is to uh, do the hubs, which is something the league has kicked around for a while. You know, we, we keep on hearing about it, and it was... The point of discussion for a while was whether or not the games would be played at the home arenas or in hubs. And uh, I think that is still an option being mulled over by the league and players. But it's something that collectively as a whole, n- nobody wants to see. No, Nobody that, I, I mean, me at home, no, you know, no say in the ordeal. I oh, mean, I, don't I don't give really a give shit about the yeah, hubs. Like, Going to the gotta, hubs, like, yeah, they it's all the hubs, same, right? Like, yeah, like if they got to take there's no the fans safety, in the uh, stand. Yeah. The... the the only home ice advantage is the um, uh, second change, right? Yeah, that would be the, yeah. The line changes would be pretty much it. The line changes, yeah. Which That's it. honestly I, I, should I if mean? If there's no fans in the stand, like it doesn't matter where they play to be because I can't go and it's on TV. Yeah. So whatever. And also, if it's uh, gonna help keep people safe, whatever. I don't really, I don't really care. But uh, apparently, that was something. I, I mean, it would be a whole thing with players because then you talk about the idea of them being away from. The families, again, that whole aspect, I don't think it would be as drastic, though, because it sounds like they would do a rotating uh, situation with the hubs, which also kind of defeats the purpose of it. But that's neither here nor there. But like the rotating thing would be two teams going for two weeks. They come out for a week so they can go home and see everybody possibly well, get it and the they go back in the bubble. Uh, what's that? <laughs> the, the official the official CDC quarantine time i believe is less time now than it was yeah i did see something about that too yeah i believe it's down to seven days or so now so it's there you could have a faster turnaround time for some of this uh but the league would obviously need to work out all the kinks in that yeah and that's the whole thing that comes down to scheduling and again the bubble the idea of uh the bubble you know why not do that again that was the whole issue of taking away the families from just normal life and really kind of making them do whatever for a three month span. And that's kind of the issue they would have again uh, with the seven teams, not being able to play in Canada. Uh, That would be another issue is if they're not able to do that, you're talking about 
the players going into another like another city in America and then just kind of being in the hubs and away from everybody again. So I like the no games in Canada is kind of a big deal. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they work around that. Uh, cause if they decide not to go with the hubs, I guess it isn't that big of a deal because you'd still be moving players to a random city forever, but it wouldn't be as bad, but you'd have to figure out a way to get, you still have to figure out a way for, I, I think somebody already reached out to Mitch Marner and he was talking about like, if he's able to bring his family with him, uh, it wouldn't be as big a deal because then, you know, they're not separated for the entire time, but you're still talking about like uprooting them, moving them for a pretty good chunk of time. And also again, like this is stuff, it's going to be stuff that's figured out on the fly because if this goes down and they have to start on January 13th, we're now under a month between the season starting up and getting under control. Players going through the COVID, uh, or COVID protocols. I just made COVID and protocols one word, by the way. So maybe you guys should keep up next You're time. You're marketing genius. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And then, uh, like, to do all that, it's going to be a quick turnaround. And I, I don't think they're going to be able to, if they have to figure out the seven cities, which we'll, we'll have to figure out, they'll, they'll probably know more about it on Friday or next week when, you know, they, they have another uh, Board of Governors meeting, probably. It's going to be, th- that's something they're going to have to figure out, and it's going to be something to spring, they're going to have to spring on the athletes real quick, which is going to be, it's going to be something. It, it, like, it's not going to be, I guess, accepted as, well, none of this has really been easily accepted by the players since uh, the first shutdown, and honestly, deservedly so, because they're, they're going through a lot. They're going to have to go through the most for the product to be out there, but I... I don't know. I really don't know how much of a, a deal that no no games in Canada is going to be. I mean, it would be a huge. It's a huge deal in general, and it'll be a, something we'll talk about forever because of an NHL season where there are no teams in Canada involved. But in terms of the logistics logistics of actually getting this season up and running and actually completed from start to finish, uh, I, I don't know how much it really hampers that discussion. If you know what I'm saying, Steve. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm so, picking up what you put down. Yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's, those are two main things. The other big thing everybody's been talking about, but it won't actually uh, impact the start dates or anything. But uh, Elliot Freeman reported actually last week, right before we came on, or like I guess right after, uh, the league is kicking around the idea of putting ads on helmets, uh, and we that's always been a discussion with hockey leagues for a while, and I know it's been a thing with the NBA for a while because they started. NBA started putting little advertisements on their jerseys, right? Like on the the corner of their jerseys. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's relatively unobtrusive, but I still hate it. I hate advertising anywhere on the jersey. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you. I get that. And I think my thing, and of course it's never a good argument, the the slippery slope argument, but this is definitely the thing where, first of all, I think it's eventually just going to happen anyway. Like it's, I, I, I feel like, Batman's eventually going to put it on the route. But also, if it was just this year and the understanding... Remember when the boards were clean, Craig? Remember when the <laughs> boards were just white? See, not really, no. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They used to be, like, relatively clean, and yeah. there is just advertising everywhere. Does the advertising... Goddamn arena. Does that piss you I off? Can't, I can't... I really... hate it. I oh, okay. hate it. I was going to say, because I... Because I'm trying to think back... I feel like the entire time I've watched, I've seen ads on the boards. Um, 
I don't remember. I don't know if it's always been on the ice the whole time I've watched, but I think feel like it's always been on the boards whenever I. I feel like I remember like because I remember like the first couple years I would watch uh, the Flyers. They always had like the big Mountain Dew boards ads in the corners, and I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, Mountain Dew. And I was like six or seven, so like that was yeah, that was first of all, my parents did a great job raising me, and also that was what I remember specifically from the boards. But I don't like the helmet stuff. If they're doing it for one year. And we knew it was going to happen no. again. I wouldn't care because it was like this is a year again where I understand the league needs to make money, but it's just not going to. Oh, the billionaires got to make money. Boo-hoo. I'm talking about to keep the league up. And billionaires, running, the billionaires. Yeah, the billionaires. Yeah, yeah. Uh, These guys are not going to go homeless tomorrow if they have like. I, I'm sorry, oh, I just oh, have oh. no sympathy, and I don't. I'm not because I yeah. feel like if you crack open that door, I'm not arguing against yeah. you. I feel like if you crack open that door, oh, they done. are going to burst through like the goddamn Kool-Aid, man. And plaster Kool-Aid logos everywhere. Yeah, no, it, it's it's going to just Kool-Aid, by the way. So Kool-Aid, I hope you got your uh, some deep pockets to pay the NHL to keep this uh, well, you know, keep I, this product I get up paid and running. By, by big Kool-Aid. You know, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't tell you the last time I had Kool-Aid, I'll tell you that. You get paid, but you only get paid in Kool-Aid packets. Like, you get paid 20,000 Kool-Aid Jesus. packets a year. And I'll tell you what, it's not... It's not good That's financially not or for diabetes. Like, it's just a bad situation all around. So, also, zero packets coming this guy's way. Co-host for a minute, and I haven't seen one goddamn Kool-Aid packet. So, just tell you where our relationships have, folks. So, anyway, you know what? No, fuck it. Um, let's put helmets on. Let's put ads on the helmets. And let's put helmets on the ads. Let's protect the boards. Think about the boards first. Go. If we're, so, I was just, I mean, my thing is, I, obviously, I don't want the ads on the helmets. But again, if we're going to do it, let's make them funny. Like, put restaurants on there that nobody, like Bojangles or Subway or Long John Silver's. I want, like, restaurants that you would have thought the pandemic wiped out. And they're like, Sizzlers. Ground Sizzlers round. is still open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roy Rogers is still cooking. What? Here? In this economy? Like- Chi-Chi's, huh? <laughs> oh, Roy Rogers, every rest stop. Yeah, just so like that, like... uh tcby just like right across i hope it just takes up i hope they start putting them on visors like you know how they're able to do that in the uh, behind the glass like i hope they just kind of put that on each player's visor i need to look at each player Ugh. that would be i can't wait i hope everybody just looks like one big like you know just one big skating billboard out there let's just do it well, that, let's change the, the logo thing... sets and then yeah what's up what's wrong i mean well, that's the the worst thing. Uh, the, what's wrong? The ads are wrong. <laughs> the worst thing. The thing is with hockey fans is we know the worst case scenario because we look over at the European teams and we see these jerseys where it is ninety percent ads and maybe like their name is in there somewhere. Oh yeah, no, they're the worst. Logo. They're just horrible to look at, and it's like I don't know. I personally like. I I don't want to buy something that makes me walking advertising for. You yeah, know, like oh yeah. A, a company that like I, just because I bought a flyer shirt doesn't mean I want to support like Subway Modell's. or something or you know um, Mod- yeah, Modell's, Modell's would be a very uh, StubHub or for the Sixers, you know, like yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I don't like it. I really I don't like really it either. Dislike it. I mean, heavily. yeah. And I get why they're gonna do it, but I don't like it at all. It, it's it, the problem is there is so much advertising in the game already it's all over the ice yep. like yeah. i'm surprised like when they started superimposing ads over the glass digitally that was so just ugh. and then i got <laughs> used to it and i felt worse about it <laughs> well, what was it the 
you're right though like looking over in the european leagues like the shl games and uh, i think like Liga games and like uh, maybe not as much in the KHL. I think there's still some, but like man, some of the ice in some of those leagues, they have like the big advertisements in the faceoff circles, and like their jerseys are, yeah, they're they're a ton of ads. Um, and it sucks too because the SHL has some has some pretty sweet uh, sweaters out there. Got some pretty good jerseys out there, and I mean they probably look a lot better without any kind of ads on them. But that's uh, I digress. But yeah, I agree with you. Like I again, if this was just in a vacuum for this season and they're like well you know it's another way to make revenue for this season okay but it's not going to come down to that like it's definitely going to be a thing like they're going to use that to be like oh we had to uh, help bring in revenue for this season where nobody's gonna be in the stands and then like in 2022 23 when everything's back to normal they're like all right now we're gonna do the jerseys like then they're gonna just like add on to it oh so i, this I is, think yeah. they're gonna chip away at it a little bit more every chance yeah, they get it's absolutely gonna be it, it just feels like you're opening the floodgates like i oh, i yeah. Yeah, yeah. i really hated that the nba did it and then i just know it's gonna get worse from here like it, just having the little stub hub on the sixers is the start and it's it's gonna get bigger and bigger until uh, i don't know i i just don't like where it's going i don't like this advertising culture no matter where you go and it, it just uh, it makes me feel like I'm in a dystopian future. <laughs> well, we're here, buddy. I mean, we're playing. Uh... I, I am in a dystopian future. Yeah, we're I mean, kind of 2020. But... <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's I, just know what like... you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. It makes me feel dirty. I don't like I it. Do, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And I guess like, see, because I, I again, I, I will, I've always seen uh, ads on the boards. And I saw people like making that argument today. And I was I've always been like, eh, I don't really. I don't know any other way. So I guess uh, we'll be disgruntled by it. And then when our kids or other people's kids are watching when we're, uh, we're older, they'll be, uh, they're going to be pretty bummed. Well, like we'll be bummed out about the, the logos on the jerseys. The big deal. Yeah. And they'll be like, well, see, I don't know. The, uh, you know, uh, the Pico flyers have always been that way. <laughs> yeah. The Sunoco flyers have always been this way. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking Pico cause the Pico. Power that would be the, I was trying to think already of like, wormed its way into like, the, oh yeah you know just always thinking of that energy company the power company businesses man let me tell you this place i'm tired of it all let's just start over let's no businesses no the world yeah no money let's just all i'm in yeah actually you know what sign, it's not really sign me up. That <laughs> it's great. not really we're gonna be on this up today next week's fly verbally we're gonna figure out the rest of the world stuff right look there's a lot going on but we I got time. We got time. I'll iron it out. I'll figure out the outline, and then we'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, in regards to the timeline, too, Sarah Valley also tweeted about the uh, – Sarah Valley also tweeted about a possible triple header on opening night because, you know, that's definitely where everybody's at right now. But he was talking about uh, three different games. I mean, I'm in for that. Yeah. Uh, would be, he was saying Bolt's Banner is what they were talking about. He threw out against Chicago. No, thank you. Uh, Big East Clash, why? which would be Rangers against Bruins, and then a marquee West like, match. Why not against the Stars, who they literally just Yeah, why not just Cup? do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. is like we saw the Blackhawks so much because they were winning. And now what? why don't we start updating – the, the marquee matchups with like teams that were actually have recently been in the cup or have been up lately. Why would your first nationally televised game of the season be against a team whose logo is becoming increasingly unpopular every day? <laughs> I mean, like they, they wouldn't even oh, show God. it when they were doing the reverse retro advertising. Yeah. And now, I mean, Washington ditched their name and been going by fo- Washington football team all season, which apparently is working out for them. God damn, out, I hate yeah. this timeline. I hate it. And now Cleveland. Uh, 
and now the Cleveland Indians are are ditching the Indians part, and they're just the Cleveland Clevelanders. Hopefully, I hope again. I hope like Washington did. I hope Cleveland just names itself the Cleveland baseball team, and they go like 162. And then I'm like, yeah, we're too mature for a nickname. This is a fucking business to us. Maybe you guys will show up to work tomorrow. Like they just take <laughs> it the make other some way. Some goddamn actually just sell it off to a company. You know the the Cleveland Googles. The like, Cle- what's just what company does Drew Carey work at? The Cleveland Craig Ferguson. <laughs> That's gonna be their name. The, his old there boss. It's yeah, the Cleveland Craig Ferguson. <laughs> the Cleveland Buzz Beers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that. Uh, the Cleveland Not Cavaliers. The Cleveland, the Cleveland Rocks. Oh, oh, baby! All right, don't put it's this episode deal. out. Yeah, we're gonna write we're gonna, me a check. Yeah, write me a check right now. How many times? Baseball team. No, see, see, we don't learn. How many times did you say? Cut me Terry Francona is wearing a Rocks jersey <laughs> next year. They better write me a big old check. God, I I'll tell you what the World Series between the Rocks and the Rockies it's gonna be uh oh hell yeah it's gonna be some tough sledding it's gonna be a oh Jesus yep yep yeah by the way uh, good night and good <laughs> hockey bourbon by Steve way, so decrees speaking of Rocks and speaking of uh, which reminds me of my name uh, Craig which is uh, you know related to Krog uh, and the Krog on uh, on. Guts. Uh, our, our guy Michael Malley was in uh, The Good Place, too. We didn't talk Guts. about that. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do you have it? Uh, he was the... Guts. Uh, the, the door... He was the doorkeep for the... He was the guard for the Earth in that show? Oh, in, in The, in the, the good, good Place. Yeah, yeah, in The Good Place. Yeah, and he was obsessed with frogs. I didn't understand that part of his character. It didn't lead to anything. But uh, I, I enjoyed that side note. But it was just... Uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. That I still watched... The rest of the show. It's a good show, Steve. Uh, it's a good show. It's a great show. Yeah. Just thought I'd Michael Sure. Clear in that. Yeah. So Okay, that's uh, that's what's going on around the league. So uh we got uh season might not be happening because of Canada. And in a good way. Great. Um <laughs> I guess. That maybe in a I mean at the same way. time, like as I said as I said a couple of weeks ago, like I don't even know how upset I am anymore about this. Like I I, yeah. I, I wanted to say I, I was thinking about this over the past couple days about just why like I haven't given a shit about the NFL season really and like I feel like even if the Eagles were good my enthusiasm would still even be died like you know a little toned down and I wonder if a lot of that is just because of sports being such a communal experience like yeah I do I know a lot of us are dealing digitally but like you know, going to the bar, watching it with friends and fans, going to the games, wa- you know, talking about it with coworkers yeah, yeah. while you're in the office and stuff. Like, not having that shared experience in person, I wonder if that's taking away from a lot of people, like, giving a shit and just tuning out and watching other stuff. Because it's not like you're going to show up at work and, like, somebody's going to be like, did you see the game last night? Like, I don't know. Maybe somebody will IM you, maybe, over teams. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's really been a big part of the lack of enthusiasm around all of this. Yeah, that's, yeah, maybe that's why some of the ratings died down, despite the fact that people want to say it was due to social justice issues. Yeah. I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, like I, I personally want hockey to come back. Cause the only thing I look forward like, to watching most of the time, the only thing I'm really clued in on watching is football still. And Listen, I'm not really, this connected. podcast can yeah. go on without hockey, but oh yeah, we don't want it to. We oh, want yeah, hockey no, to we, talk we, about. We want this podcast is the about, best. Yeah. Well, you could argue if it's that it's best when we're talking about, but it makes my life easier when we can fill that sh- sheet up with 
sweet, sweet hockey talk. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, so I wanted to come back at the same time. I, I also like to think I'm kind of realistic in terms of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of a pandemic going on. Uh, it's kind of fucking people's schedules up. And uh, I am not saying that people need to uh, play hockey uh, somewhere, like in a random hockey rink at the NHL level for me to uh, to get me through this uh, pandemic. Like if, I don't know, if they feel like it's going to lead to more of an outbreak or they feel like they're not going to be able to keep it under control or they're going to put like players and their families at risk, I, whatever. It's all right with me. Like uh, push it back some more. Just don't. You know, don't rush into this. And that's why I think it's interesting now that we are seeing, you know, we're starting to see the vaccine get uh, rolled out through uh, throughout the United States here. Uh, I'm wondering if they might just push it back a little bit further and wait for the players to possibly get the vaccine or have the option to get vaccinated and uh, go from there. And again, we know apparently they're not, you know, buying a, a, a secret like uh I guess like dosage or whatever they're talking about, like a secret. Uh, oh my god, what the hell were they? What was the phrasing? Double dose or something? No, like that. no, it was like the uh, I yeah, I, I, whatever. But they were talking about <laughs> secret dose. People were just secret dose. People were just yelling, like getting a buying a buying a private stock of like the um, the vaccine, so they would get it first. Like apparently that's not going on because uh, John Channel reported on that, and then he was like, "Oh no, I didn't mean it like that. I was just kidding." J.K. Everybody, but it seems like something very Batman's much like Reserve would do. is what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Batman's Reserve. So, like, I'm just imagine in like Gary Batman in full Captain Morgan gear with like his foot on a barrel of oh, vaccine. God. Yeah, that that little uh, yeah, the little Batman smirk too. Like, mm, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you better believe it's yeah. the Batman smirk. Yeah, that would be that would be the lockout feeling of his life. Could you imagine? He'd be like, "Oh God, I wish I could tell you guys this rush. This feels like February of 2005. You guys ever cancel a whole NHL season?" He's just talking to nobody in general, just talking to himself. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh yeah. So th- again, uh, sounds like the push date's going to be pushed back, or start date's going to get pushed back a little bit more. You can push the push date whenever. I mean, it's not a thing. But the start date uh, was aimed for January 13th. Push it. Still the target date. But push it real good. It sounds like, uh, yeah, Saravalli with that triple header is talking about how it could, could be pushed back for a week uh, just because of everything else they have to figure out. And that was before the news about the Canadian cl- clubs uh, possibly not being able to play in Canada. So, again. Really hate we're all out of Canadian club. Yeah. Again, that's a very sweet reference <laughs> to uh, some whiskey, <laughs> which uh, we might be, uh, I mean. No, I'm not going to. I've been imbibing this entire show. Yeah, I was going to say, I may not be getting that later, but uh, we'll, we'll figure out what I'll get into later after this. Um, around the world, though, uh, let's talk about globally. Uh, let's talk about some hockey going on <laughs> that's not the NHL. And, uh, we'll get Are into... you sure you haven't been tipping into the whiskey yet? <laughs> let's talk about globally. No, I'm, talk- no, I'm thinking about it. And, uh, Sounds like it's... you're winging a presentation at <laughs> the company. <laughs> the world is changing. So globally. Yeah, just a horrible Global. transition. <laughs> Globally, at the world level. Um, so, well, actually, talking about prospects and everything. Let's talk about those yeah, those, those global juniors now. Well, I was going to say, the uh, before we get into that stuff, uh, talking about the Flyers and actual stuff that isn't about the season starting up. A positive note that isn't about uh, the NHL possibly not having a season and, uh, you know, other leagues getting shut down and the pandemic and everything. Uh, Oscar Lindblom is now uh, cancer-free. That was news that came out this week. Uh, good old Oscar boy. Uh, a Woo! little, a little over a year after being diagnosed with cancer, is now cancer free. Just incredible to be go like go from being diagnosed to 
recovering, going through chemo, and then like even being able to play. I still can't believe he was able to play in a game. And I again, I, I can't believe he yeah. was able to play. And he was one of the better flyers on the ice. Yeah, he was not bad for the the games he played. Yeah, and he. I mean, again, like it was extreme situations, but just the fact he was able to come back and play eight months. No. Uh, yeah, I think it was about eight months, nine months after his diagnosis is is kind of surreal. So hopefully he should be good to go whenever uh, the season gets up and going here. And um, that's that's such great news about us. Oh, yeah. Oski boy. Like it, it was obviously great news when he had his final treatment in the first place. But to find out he's now cancer free a year later is I, it's it's incredible like and yeah. it's a boost i think a lot of us needed to hear oh right yeah now and i mean oscar is such a great guy and it's such a great story and it's just it's so happy about oski boy yeah he really it was one of the better stories in the league because again there's nobody in the league where they would have gotten it and they would have been like well you know but like he is somebody that was genuinely liked by or still is i mean by most flyers fans i don't really find a lot of limblom hate out there which among Flyers fans, that's something. Like that's that's a that's a rare error right there to not have any yeah. actual people that are against you for some reason, one reason or another. Like just just walk into the Wells Fargo Center and say the name Jake Voracek and see what happens. Oh God, you know? yeah. like, just wait for oh yeah, and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Jake. And, and by the way, we just got blocked. Yeah, again, I got well, you know, I got I'm a I'm a true professional, and I got blocked uh, a while back, a couple years ago. I'm coming up on five years, so whenever you want to play catch up, oh, anniversary. Great. There you go. Yeah, we'll talk about that. It's your silver anniversary, <laughs> right? That Jake has to buy you uh, a silver bullet. Yeah, that's. I hope so. I hope uh, he. Yeah. I don't even know how you would get that to me, but Jake, if you're listening, please don't buy me a Coors Light. Uh, buy me any anything <laughs> else, anything else that is literally not water in a can. That'd be wonderful. So, uh, but yeah, Oscar Limblom, pretty cool guy. Uh, pretty good at hockey. Uh, and now he decided to just you know defeat cancer and come back from that, and uh, he should be on his way to a pretty good season. I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, again, you know, he's had the well, he had an incredible from- start incredible start to last season before he was oh yeah no he was was, on pace for 30 goals he was scoring goals left and right yeah yeah and he was on that uh that top line the first line of the year that was doing a lot of damage was uh Lundblom Couturier Konechny I believe were the three yeah like they were on a they were just Couturier and Lundblom were puck uh, possession monsters and uh helped set up Konechny for uh some goal scoring too early on there so hopefully they can uh, reconnect find some uh, chemistry again and uh yeah i mean again he should have he's had plenty of time to get back in uh, game shape too so it shouldn't be like i remember when he came back into the bubble obviously he had not been anywhere near being in game shape and i think game five was the first game he came back in and only played a handful of shifts and then ended up being a really long game in overtime so that was yeah. uh I mean, when when he was diagnosed, I wasn't expecting. I number one thought we might never. Oh, see him I thought he was again, game and done. Yeah. Let alone, I thought it was two years minimum until we'd see him I, again. Yeah. I, in less than a year, we saw him play hockey, and now he's cancer free, and you know we're expecting him to come back at near full strength next season. It's remarkable. It's uh, it is astonishing. It is the literally it's the feel good story of the year. Yeah, and it's because uh, I was trying to think. Because I remember when I first heard the news, too, it was like, well, I can't even remember the last player that. Like, I remember Saku Koivu and Phil Kessel having cancer. But, like, Phil Kessel was, like, I think he was the most recent one. That was still, like, 
13 years before. Like, that was still 2006, 2007 area. But that was, they found, uh, I think they found a tumor. or They found, like, the irregular growth, got it removed immediately, and then his recovery was, like, instantaneous. Hopefully I'm not making that up, but I, I remember that's what that was like. I mean, for Limblom, like, for how long the beginning of the process was, I didn't know. I mean, who? yeah, there's really no timeline for when he was coming back. So I just, I assume the worst. Like, that's why it was kind of crazy when people were talking about, like, him coming back later in the season. I'm like, I this is, right now the question is if he can play again. Like, and I don't think that was a drastic or outlandish, like, question. And again, you know, he's a pro athlete who had the benefit of, like, going to, I'm not saying, like, a pro athlete, like, he, was going to be able to recover quicker, but like he had the benefit of going to really the best doctors in the world, especially at like UPenn. So that, I guess that might kind of helped him jump on it early, but still the fact he overcame it this quickly, the fact he overcame it at all is amazing. And the fact he's doing it in this like short a time is kind of, yeah, it's kind of unreal. That's absolutely unreal. Yeah. That's my, that was my long winded rant on Oscar Limbaugh. So yeah. there you go. I mean, just again, I mean, just wonderful oh, yeah. news about Oscar Limbaugh. We're, we're just very, very happy for him and uh, hope to see him come back strong this season. Yeah. Hopefully the next time we're talking about him is just uh, him scoring some goals out on the ice. Oh man. Whenever he scores. Oh God, that would be the real bummer as uh, if he can't, that would be the only thing I would actually be upset about was if they did games, without fans in the stand and he scored a goal like once the season started up and getting underway. That would be like the only one where I would wish fans were in the stands. Not in any other reason, just that reaction that he probably deserved of like the crowd roaring that he uh, unfortunately didn't get in yeah. the, the playoffs either. But again, that's like, you know, small potatoes, all things considered with uh, the pandemic and everything. So, and speaking of the pandemic, uh, Steve, let's get right back into the, uh, the COVID news. Uh, Team USA says a uh, center, John Beecher, uh, who was taken 30th overall for the Bruins back in 2019, uh, tested positive for COVID, and he and roommate Thomas Bordalo, who was a center uh, taken in the second round of 2020 by the Sharks, had to be left off Team USA's roster. So we went through the long list of prospects and coaches who had COVID at the uh, World Junior Championship, and it sounds like they're still going through with the tournament. And this was just another uh, another few I saw uh pop up on the timeline this week for uh, Team USA, but uh, it does sound like they should be uh, ready to go on December 25th still on uh, on Christmas. It sounds like they're still going to be rolling out this uh, World Junior Championship, and again look for Cam York, Bobby Brink for Team USA, and then also Mio Andre made the roster, or the uh, tournament playing for Team uh, Sweden. So, again... Bobby Brink! <laughs> back on the Brink truck. Uh, again, just something, uh, I mean, just another league that, not really a league, but a tournament that'll be impacted by uh, the effects of COVID. And then you have, uh, I don't think the I don't think the KHL has canceled any games yet, but over in the KHL, uh, German Rupsoff, the germ, finally infected the back of the net again, Steve. It had been fucking forever. Uh, the guy had not scored in a minute. Uh, snapped, snapped, a, snapped an 11-game point drought. And 22-game goal drought last Friday in HK Sochi's 4-2 win over Nishna Comp's uh, Naftahemic. And uh, it's his woof. first multi-point game. What? What are you whooping here? 
the 22 fucking, game yeah, goal 22 trout. goal game <laughs> yeah it's uh what, what is so there good. not to wolf here yeah, that, 11 it's game all point trout and a 22 game goal <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna say if you like those stats wait till you it hear is these. a wolf germ stat line <laughs> wait till you hear these first multi-point game in his khl career which is not just this season that goes back to when he played uh in 2016-17 as well totaling 45 games to date first multi-point game for him and also through 30 games this year steve he's got Three goals. Uh, you just heard me talk about his two-goal game. Uh, and he's got four assists for a total of seven points in 30 games over in the KHL. Again, German Rupsoff coming up on five years after being drafted in the first round. Uh, so, you know, let's, uh, let's pick it up. Let's, I guess that's my side note. It's, uh, it's, you know, let's get our shit together here, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, there were some concerns years ago with his... Uh, somebody was, I think, Hextall and somebody else were talking about his play at the World Junior Championship, and it seemed, kind of seemed like he was a guy that was just uh, not really putting in the work in the offensive zone, uh, not really getting into the corners battling. And then uh, now we uh, get here, and it uh, looks like he's not really uh, lighting up the KHL. I'm not saying he should lead the league in points, but I thought maybe, you know, better than a 22-game goal drought in a, a league that's not the NHL. I thought we might be uh, past that, but evidently we are not. Uh, and a couple other players, uh, Ivan Fedotov, Flyers 2015 seventh-round pick, a goalie, and David Kasha, who we, we all know David Kasha. Uh, our, Cash money millionaires. Yeah, Kasha money millionaires. That's, that's, I forgot. I forgot we were doing that. And <laughs> I'm doing that. You, you're definitely you doing get that. All, I think we'll you can either get on the train or you can get the hell out of here. <laughs> I will die by the hands of the cash money millionaires train. I'll let that be the thing that finally takes me out if I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's uh. But Fedotov uh, playing for Team Russia and uh, David Kasha representing Team uh, Czech Republic in the Channel One Cup, which is a oh, four. Yeah, of course, a four-team international tournament that is going on right now, and we're gonna talk about because there's something else going on. Um, and uh, both teams played their first games earlier today. Kasha had zero points in Czech Republic's 4-3 loss to Finland, and Fedotov sat out in Russia's 4-3 shootout win over Sweden. And the next two games for these clubs or countries, uh, Fedotov and Kasha actually face off against each other as Russia and the Czech Republic play each other on Saturday, and then the Czech Republic closes the tournament on Sunday against Sweden and Russia against Finland. So there you go. Uh, I, Ivan Fedotov, as I've said before, would not mind seeing him get a. Uh, I, again, uh, he's just killing it over in the KHL, and there are a lot of other dominoes that need to fall for him to even get a look at the NHL level. But he's a guy who's performing very well in the uh, backup role over in the KHL. And if Ursan and Ustamanko and Sandstrom end up not really progressing to where we thought they might uh, end up progressing over the next couple of years, and uh, who knows? Maybe not. Yeah, a couple of them have taken steps back. Maybe we get a little taste of Fedotov coming up. And it's all up to the son of hers. What's this now? It's all up to the son of hers. <laughs> hey, yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> You're not taking the son of hers? Her son? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Okay, so I just want to. I've been. I've been doing a little MCU rewatch with, (laughs) with, like COVID and everything, and nothing to do. So I've been like doing an MCU advent calendar, and in Thor, (laughs) in Thor, he calls Agent Coulson son of Cole. So that's you got son of Earth. It was on my mind. All right, son of Earth. No, they're not going with the son of Earth. I'm gonna hopefully. uh, (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, and uh, going on. I, I just live to make your brain hurt sometimes. <laughs> mission accomplished on that one. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind for the rest of the episode now. So, uh, WHL. Speak, moving on to other prospects, we're gonna move on. Uh, the WHL has pushed back their start date, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, they were slated to start on January 8th, but the WHL Board of Governors met this week and pretty much said, "Guys, we're not doing that," uh, and determined that uh, they'll actually gonna meet in mid-January to turn to uh, determine their next target date. So they're having a meeting to decide when they're going to aim to open up the season again next month. So WHL is uh, still a little bit uh, further away in the making. Uh, Connor McLennan, or uh, none of McLennan, uh, as I guess Steve would say, uh, with the Winnipeg uh, it Ice. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> and the, fly, the Flyers six-round pick in 2020. As well, uh, Roddy Rose. Uh, now, goalie of Flyers talking the six-round of 2019. <laughs> Uh, who is now with the Regina Pats after he had a 2021-7 record with the Seattle Thunderbirds last year, where he had a 908 save percentage as well. Uh, they're going to have to wait for their starts of the uh, start of the WHL season. So those are the two Flyers uh, prospects playing in that league. And also the OHL, uh, again, WHL not going to start up until late January at the latest or earliest uh the OHL is still aiming to open up on uh February 4th and the OHL features um Tyson Forrester who plays for the Barry Colts Flyers first round pick this year Mason Millman who plays for the Saginaw Spirit Flyers fourth round pick in 2019 a defenseman who uh doing a lot better than I thought that he'd be doing after the Flyers draft film and last but not least of course not least uh Zade Wisdom who's a future uh my, I think it's going to be my future uh, favorite flyer, by the way it sounds like it, uh, who plays for the Kingston Frontenacs. And uh, according to Scott Wheeler, prospect uh, prospect writer at the uh, the article, uh, the Athletic, he writes articles for the Athletic. He doesn't write athletics for the article. Uh, says that Zade Wisdom has donated $5,000 to the Salvation Army in his Toronto neighborhood of Weston. So Zade Wisdom continues to do awesome stuff uh, before he's in the NHL. So again, big Love fan of Zade Wisdom. Yeah, I, I'm so excited for him to come. Like I, you just feel like he's going to be a fan favorite, and I think uh, Simmons came out and said that he was going to be a fan oh, yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah. Simmons. If Wayne Simmons says he's going to be a fan favorite, I think Wayne Simmons knows. Yeah, Sam, Wayne Simmons, who I think we can say was the last fan favorite for everybody. I think Ronaldo was another fan favorite, but also, uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I know, bro. I'm you got to uh, say it. You got to say it. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> that's what Thank he's, you. that's what, that's what Zach Ronaldo sounds like to me. Hopefully, yeah, don't draw this. But, uh, I, yeah, I think Wayne Simmons said that. And also, uh, Scott, speaking of Scott Wheeler, he had a really good story on Zade Wisdom's uh, upbringing and kind of his uh, early life and what he had to go through to just be able to play hockey um, and how he's trying to bring that back home for his mom. Uh, once he actually reaches the NHL and gets an NHL payday, he wants to help uh, his mom out. So that's, again... Zade Wisdom is going to be a guy that we all love in a couple seasons when he makes the roster. So, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, we're going to keep rolling on here, Steve. Uh, we're just going to keep going to keep talking about hockey and a couple. We're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? Uh, and two tidbits. That was pretty. That was a good alley oop and a good. good. That's good. Say. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. We're on the same page. There. Yes. <laughs> that one we were. Because there's no, I didn't know about Fred, son of Durst, or whatever. So, uh, but two, <laughs> <laughs> two, two bits okay, got, of uh, NHL news that are somewhat big, and we can talk about for a second. Uh, Anthony Duclair, 
who has been uh he's been a fan favorite on this show and uh we wanted the flyers to sign him or at least yeah i think you were pushing for him too i wanted them the flyers to sign him for a possible uh possibly play on the wing score like 30 goals not 30 goals maybe 20 goals name sounds like john leclerc I, I mean it's right there yeah and he he doesn't spell the same way but yeah, uh, it, he ends up signing with the Panthers, unfortunately. Uh, signed with the Panthers for one year. Cap hit a $1.7 million. 23 goals last year in 66 games for the fucking Senators. He had 23 goals for the <laughs> Senators. And everybody was like, I don't know if he would work here. He scored 23 goals. for. The, we all remember the Senators, right? Like they, the Eugene Melnick team, fucking Thomas Shabbat's playing 45 minutes a night. They're not good. And yet... And uh, I'm sure him playing top line minutes or whatever helped that, but he created a lot, for, a lot off the rush. Uh, his speed has been, whatever team he's been on, his speed has been used as an asset. Uh, everywhere he's gone, it's helped him produce. I mean, he had that ridiculous goal against the Flyers back in 2018-19. Again, he scored against the Flyers. wasn't a big deal that season because I mean, they were doing the goalie shuffle. Against the Flyers. Yeah, they were doing the bean pot trot that whole fucking year with uh, who was going in the and out of the crease. <laughs> yeah, so like again. Like yeah, still, but he was he was out there, and the Flyers could have had him. And uh, I'm not gonna lose too much sleep over it, except I am because I kind of would have liked him in Philadelphia. But that's neither here nor there. Again, as uh, as Jay Jay shot throughout in the the Slack today, Andreas Athanasiu is also out there for real fucking cheap, and he's another guy who is balls quick, and you could probably get for like pennies on a dollar, real cheap. Um, and I know his underlying numbers haven't been great recently, uh, but still, if you put him on in the bottom six and he's playing a few minutes at five on five, I'll, I'll watch him score some breakaway goals. Like I'll watch him do that. I don't know. That's just me. And again, it's not going to happen now because uh, you know dreams aren't real, and the Flyers don't have any cap space to <laughs> sign anybody. So I guess we're just going to fucking watch Lena Sandin or some shit. Now I just get really upset with Lena Sandin for no reason. I mean, I guess we're going to watch say, this. They just got Phil guy. Myers on a good deal. They just got <laughs> Phil Myers on a good deal. Yeah, I guess I'll just watch fucking Phil Myers all year. I just want you to envision me throwing stuff across the, <laughs> my fucking laptop right now. Uh, so other free agents, since uh, I, I guess we are coming on. You have to be mid. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, that's a Briz reference. Hopefully Fedotov is not the uh, next Briz. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would certainly hope not. I don't I don't think he can be at this point. I think he's already better. I, who he, can be? Yeah, I that's, mean, it's going to be tough to do. There's one Briz, folks. Yeah. There's there's only one Briz for uh, a reason. Since uh since Duclair uh signed today and a lot of players are returning to their NHL cities to start getting some practice reps for whenever, for whenever the NHL actually does start. Uh, let's throw out some random free agents that are still out there and a couple that I forgot were still a free agent. So I have not forgotten about Mike Hoffman being a free agent because oh yeah I don't like he he's the one name that always sticks out to me when everybody's still talking about free agents. Him and Duclair. So now it's just him. Uh, Carl Soderberg, who cares? Uh, Derek Broussard, who cares? Mikel Granlund, who uh, I, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he did right last year. I thought he would have gotten a little, maybe garnered a little more attention. I don't know. I don't think his underlying numbers have been great. Also, looks like uh, the well, the, now it really looks like the Preds lost that Fiala trade somehow. But anyway, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, Andreas Athanasi, who already talked about Eric Halla, who yeah, has kind of. I guess falling from grace a little. Sammy Vatanen, who actually has fallen from grace a lot. But I think, like, some of these guys, also uh, Connor Sheard, Corey Perry, Craig Anderson, and Jimmy Howard. Uh, all these guys, I feel like, are guys that, as soon as they actually pick out a start date for the season and GMs know what the cap situation is, I feel like a lot of these guys are going to sign deals almost instantly. 
I feel like the they're they're these are like a weird group of guys that you don't want to commit any kind of money or term to because they've shown they're kind of expendable, but they can also produce for you. But you don't want to get into a weird situation where, like, you just you, you don't want to be paying these guys and end up losing out on being uh, ca- uh, strapped for cash in a uh, in this type of season. You know what the fuck I'm saying. You get where I'm going with this. Also, there's an expansion draft coming yeah. up, and yeah, I mean, there's a whole a lot of moving parts that explain why these free agents haven't been signed yet. And once I think the uh, target date is set. Which I'm still, I'm sticking to it, Steve. I'm saying early February. I've been saying early February the whole time. The league's trying to, you know, jerk me around a little and say it's going to be January 13th, maybe a little bit later. I'm still well, saying you know February. what happened? If it wasn't for the NBA coming in and starting up, literally, I think the, the Sixers just had their first preseason game and then their first regular season game is next week. If it wasn't for the NBA coming in and starting up, I think the NHL might be a little bit more willing to kind of take their foot off the gas and say, let's wait for things to be a little bit safer. But because the NBA starting up, Batman's like, Oh no, 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 we got to get going. Let's get going. He's like, just wait till the Super Bowl happens, guys. Wait till the Super Bowl happens. Then you won't even have football to deal with. Ooh, that is. Yeah. Then you can just have, you can make the Sundays, the NHL. Well, nobody will pay attention to it like that, but just do that. But they they do that though. They start the NHL Sundays right after the, dumbass pro bowl or something right like, yeah they they roll them out uh yeah they had that noon game i think starting i think it is the pro bowl yeah i think you're right like that sunday at 12 on nbc it's gonna be the rangers against the bruins yeah everybody's favorite football event the the pro bowl oh god, god where were you last year when you watched it see if i'll never forget where i was watching the pro bowl <laughs> i was uh right here probably watching it no i i i can't remember the last time i actually watched the pro bowl TB. No, same. QH. I can't remember the last time I watched any All-Star game. I can't remember the last time I watched MLB or NBA. And the NHL, I think, was still... I'll turn like the NHL on just for shits and gigs sometimes. It depends. Like, if there's a flyer playing that hadn't appeared yet, like when Wayne Simmons was there, I'm like, I okay, was going to say, I think that's the last one I watched. Was, I think that was 2017 when the Flyers were ass and Simmons was the only thing worth watching. And uh, and then he went on, I believe he won the, the game's MVP. Got a truck for it, so it worked out pretty well for him. I didn't get a truck, and I had to watch the Flyers that year, so I kind of feel like the NHL owes me some money, if we're being honest. But, where's uh, my truck? Yeah. Where's my truck? Hey, Gary, where's my GMC truck? But By the way, and we talked about it, we talked about it, last, or I mentioned it last week, and I'm going to bring it up on here. I'm going to bring it up on the thing we're recording after this, probably, because I, I, I'm fucking tired of this GMC ad that apparently they're going to run to the ground, of that couple... Where it's just uh, it's it's a man and a woman out in the woods, like just out in the snow, just having fun, and then like uh, I think like the guy whistles. He's like, "Oh, check this out!" And he whistles, and like a dog comes up, and he's like, "This is what I got you for Christmas." All right, terrible gift number one, because who the fuck's gonna t- like? You're just it's a bad Christmas idea. And then she d- she like whistles too, and a fucking GMC truck comes out of the snowbank, and they're like, "Oh, look at that! Look at us! We're assholes!" Somebody got a, another one, a dog, and the other one got another one, the truck. That's so cr- we're so thoughtful, and like the two none of these gifts. are none of these are cheap gifts by any means. They're not cheap, and also like that's a commitment. Who the fuck? What, if you buy somebody, <laughs> they're a, too serious commitments. Yeah, like that's an insane. It's like you like puppies, right? Maybe okay, he's trying you to prove... take care of a dog for fifteen years. Like that's what you're getting them. That's what that gift. Listen. Is. Maybe they're trying to prove to each other they're not scared of commitment. <laughs> they just in a really they just decide to do it like while they're visiting one of their families the uh, like a day before Christmas. They're like, "Hey, 
I know this is a pretty crazy time right now in our lives, but you ready to unleash these two ginormous fucking commitments we got to commit to for like a decade here? Can you imagine the conversation of going to the, the car dealership and saying, listen, I'm going to buy, like, you seen the one with the, the guy who buys the two giant ass trucks, like yeah. ridiculously yeah. huge trucks. Like, can you imagine going to the dealerships like, I'm buying two brand new <laughs> gigantic trucks. And I want you to drive one of them to my house and put a giant bow on it for my wife. Like, what? Yeah. Like, and this guy's sitting there just going like, I'm going to upcharge the shit out of you on everything. I, I can't even imagine that conversation. It's insane. I said, well, I sent you the, the link SNL address. That oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, the sketch about that, which was pretty good. And because it drives both of us nuts, because it's like, yeah, like only rich assholes can do this. Like I, nobody, no other person can do this. I hope they're just like, I'm getting two trucks. And they're like, oh, nice. Who's the other one for? And they're just like, let's just say it's from Santa. And he's like, wait, do they do they not know they're getting a truck? You need to tell them they're getting a truck. This is just, it's not good. This is bad business. I mean, I'm selling you the truck, but it's going to be returned by like next week. I think that was GMC's last year, too. Like the one that SNMLs I think it's just GMC that hasn't gotten the memo. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry if that terrible, terrible song gets stuck in your head. Also, if anybody from GMC is listening, Sorry if this hurts your feelings, but at the same time, talk to somebody. Let them know they've got to cut this shit out. So that's where that's my stance on if you if you're dedicated to GMC, just you know keep working for them. But at the same time, tell them to stop with those fucking ads. Just from from a friend. Just, just please stop. Just knock it off. Just knock it off. Yeah. Just honestly, knock it off. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to give a couple of listener shout outs real quick. Oh, babe. So first one, uh, Amon Smith, a uh, friend of the show oh, right yeah. there, hey. uh, sent us a link. Creed frontman, St- Scott Stapp, oh, you know, Scott Stapp with arms wide open. <laughs> Did you see this link that he sent our way? Because I only manned the flag. I... So you probably didn't see this. I did not. Yeah, if he didn't. Uh, okay. I see all this Creed... stuff. Yeah, if he didn't. Uh, yeah. Creed frontman, Scott Stapp is playing blank in a blank biopic oh god 
Okay, so the the first hint is an old school musician, old school singer, and then the second one is a former president. Uh, 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 just I... one guess for each, and I'll tell you. So just make one guess. Old school singer, and he's playing in a bl- in a former president biopic. <laughs> Okay, so the old school singer. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna... think about like you walk into your, you, you know, you, your grandpa is in his study, just uh, chilling, hanging out. Elvis Presley. To What's he listening to? Okay, not Elvis Presley. It's Frank Sinatra. <laughs> oh my god. Scott Stapp is playing Frank Sinatra. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I did it my way. And then president. Yeah. Right. Blank biop. Yes, Reagan. Had to be Reagan. Yeah, I was going to say. Creed frontman. He feels like Scott a Reagan Stapp guy. Is yeah. playing Frank Sinatra in a Ronald Reagan biopic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was going to say. I was kind of. I was like at first. I knew, I thought you were saying he's playing this like former rock star as this former president. And I was like, wait a second. So who was, I, like... I honestly think any rock star would make sense over him playing Frank. Sinatra. Oh no, absolutely. Like, that makes the yeah. least sense. No, that makes absolutely no sense. You should do Fred. It'd be very offensive yeah. if he was playing like Bowie or something, but like Frank Sinatra just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I just, also there's not anybody like, couldn't have the done, summer like... wins. <laughs> couldn't have done like a, who's the modern day, Frank Sinatra. I have a. I was gonna say like, isn't Michael Bublé considered that guy now? Not a not a Frank Sinatra type. You know that would be a Michael Bublé, Harry Connick Jr. You know one of the uh, one of the classics that everybody loves. That would be. There you go. I wonder if everybody's heads just collapsed when I said Michael Bublé in the middle of nowhere. That would be a. Uh, he's the. Well, I, I, he's fucking everywhere. Doesn't he have some Christmas song that just won't stop playing everywhere? He's got a bunch of Christmas. Yeah, songs. so that's he's, like he's Mr. Christmas. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's I guess that's why. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the first guy that comes to my mind when I think of uh, Frank Sinatra, modern day Frank Sinatra. So yes, you don't make him like Frank Sinatra anymore. I'll tell you that much to you. That's usually one of oh, my first. Oh, a real things. man. Yeah. Oh, a man. Yeah, that's right. I, I always enjoyed Phil Hartman's Frank Sinatra on <laughs> SNL back in the day. It was always a good one when he did the Sinatra Group. I remember the what was it the I saw a random one the other day too the. Uh, when he did the caveman that was a lawyer. Did oh, yeah, yeah. The frozen caveman yeah. lawyer. <laughs> He's like, I may be a caveman. but <laughs> I may be a caveman. It's so good. Phil Hartman, just absolute genius. Yeah. Sad. I mean, uh, man. Yeah. Sad. Talk about sad. Ending. sad. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, well. Uh, I had a sh- yeah, one more shout out. Yeah, and then yeah. we get to the, the third shout out. There's a, a couple of listener shout outs here. Uh, friend of the show, Laugh at Levi, sent me course, a... Screenshot of McDonald's promotions they have going on. They have like a meal of the day right now. So it's stuff like uh, the Griswolds, free double cheeseburger, uh, the Grinch, free egg McMuffin, John McClane, free McDouble. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Uh, But the one on December 23rd on Festivus itself is Frank Costanza and the rest of us free bakery item. Oh, my God. Apple fritter, cinnamon roll or blueberry muffin. That is that is so good. That's pretty good. That's maybe the yeah. best thing McDonald's has done in a long time. Uh, yeah, it might be. Yeah, since uh, since supersize me. Although that wasn't really a McDonald's thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was very anti McDonald's. Considerably anti McDonald's. Big fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I got a lot of problems with you people. I was like picturing walking up to McDonald's and be like, hey. he's like their cashier. Did you like Super Size Me? You guys thought it was good, right? Big fan. <laughs> also, just, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I'm also but, imagining Frank Costanza walking into a McDonald's demanding, oh where's my apple fritter? <laughs> As that rain blows down upon this man. Yeah, I need to go back and watch the, uh, the Festivus episode now. It's the best. It's, it's a yeah. Christmas tradition right there. I think the last one I watched was the one with the, um, I just watched one like two weeks ago with the the fat free yogurt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they fucked up. Ironically, fucked up. Oh, Giuliani, Giuliani's uh, blood test tubes or whatever, and said that he has oh, like boy. yeah. So still topical today, uh, Giuliani. I think we had a different public opinion on Giuliani back then. Maybe not. <laughs> what, a little bit, a little bit. Maybe not what uh, is going on now, but a little bit. Uh, all right, are you uh, you done uh, doing that with our listeners? I got my shout outs. I got yeah, my you shout-outs. got your shout outs out. Okay, I'm gonna get this shout out out of uh, now that we got this one on our hands. Uh, we'll do uh, we'll talk about uh, at an anarcho hockeyism. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, we talked about last week. We don't know why people shoot right handed or people that are right handed often shoot left handed in hockey, mainly because we're dumb. Also, I kind of hit on I, I, I lightly touch on these uh, jokes or not jokes. Uh, facts not everything with me is a joke i know I, i'm serious sometimes but uh here's a the, couple of these here's the problem i i really am just a, a toxic influence on this being a serious podcast like i it's kind really, of true yeah i always have this effect when I, I go on bsh radio it turns into a shit show because i show up and i start riffing and just you know i'm just a menace yes. i am a complete because like bill was bill dm'd us in the slack the one day talking about the episode <laughs> us him and charlie the one day and he's like that was a fun episode complete mess lots of fun <laughs> yeah. I was like, well that was my fault bill 100 yeah he fault. was like i'll go back and listen and uh it was pretty good kind of got derailed but it was pretty good <laughs> that's me oh, amazing yeah but i mean yeah so if you guys were wondering again i'm a i'm a classy professional uh i never i never curse on here i drop a lot of facts and info uh i have many uh sources inside the flyers building uh, but you know it's mainly Steve fucking around, so just remember that part. And uh, but this comes from uh, anarcho uh, hockeyism, as we just said. Uh, he said, "Quote: I'm pretty sure someone's already said this, but the reason so many NHLers shoot left is because it's actually how you're supposed to play. Most of your control comes from the hand at the top of the stick, so you want it to be your dominant hand. Also, if you watch slow motion of a wrist shot or a snapshot, most of the power comes from pulling your top hand backward and using the bottom hand as a pivot. And all that makes sense. And again." I think that's to actually, me, that's fantastic. I can't believe I made it this far without knowing that. Like, I, I, <laughs> I feel like such a dumbass. And thank you for reaching out with yes, that. Like, that's, I, yeah. I, I learned a lot from that. And again, I apologize for being a hockey dumbass on that. I know facts about you know Trent Clatt and Joel Otto, but I don't know a basic about why so many lefties are in hockey. But thank you so much for reaching out with that. I, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, and I like that. Is yeah, he put it very, those very succinct way of doing it, and not whatever. The he hell did I not make on. us feel like dumbasses. He could <laughs> yeah. Whatever I fucking babbled on about last week. Yeah, I thought it was more had more to do with the uh, the aiming of uh, yeah with your right hand. But anyway, it was um, yeah. I was gonna say like I guess that why like. When I shoot left hand with a hockey stick, it feels less uncomfortable than it would trying to do anything else with. Like, that feels like the thing I'm closest to switching opposite hands with. Like, if I throw a baseball oh, yeah. left-handed or shoot left-handed or throw a football left-handed, it's 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 a shit show. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so, I, like, yeah. I can, as it should I can be. It's not my dominant st- hand. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah. I can do I can do hockey left-handed, and I can kind of swing a bat left-handed. I I cannot throw a football left-handed. It's bad. Oh yeah, no football is probably the funniest one to do left-handed. I mean, we could yeah. like you just look dumb. <laughs> I could do. I think you know what batting. God, now that I think about it, I think I could probably bat. But see, that's the thing that like people are people are switch hitters. Like that's not the same. I guess that's a little different. But like still, that is a good point. Yeah, that is probably the other time that you do going oppo uh but like left-handed yeah i think i I don't think i could play a whole game left-handed uh in the nhl well i couldn't play any game in the nhl i don't want to sound like elliot yeah it's it's not happening neither one of us (laughs) yeah i think i'm gonna finally give up on the dream this year i don't think it's happening so i'm just gonna have to stick with right-handed and see if i can make it that way you know it's not the dream of not reaching the nhl it's doing it left-handed so i'm gonna see if i can do it with my dominant hand now (laughs) and uh start start getting this puppy on the road at 31 see if i can make the league well, again, they're not letting fans in the building right now, so it'll be kind of hard to. We'll push it back to next year. I'll make next year's team. I'll make one of the teams next year. <laughs> we'll just go from there. Uh, yeah. You got a, you got a bit of a, uh, you got a little bit of an entertainment update. We're gonna do the usual in a second here. But did you? Uh, we talked about uh, some Mario Lopez. What I thought was a movie, and you're telling me it was not. It was. It was like. It wasn't even like it's barely a short film right there. Yeah, right? I was gonna say it's... yes. Last week we we talked about that Lifetime was making a film with KFC called A Recipe for Seduction, uh-huh. and I of course I I was like, well, I have to check this out for podcast research because for why not? And I got together with Emily, my my Lifetime expert. Emily loves watching shitty lifetime movies and uh laughing hysterically at them because they are just so bad and <laughs> we checked this out it was like 16 minutes long this is and they <laughs> stretched the plot for that 16 minutes it is stretched as thin as possible it, it like it's insane it's insane it was so short and I, I i don't know here are some random thoughts that uh we had while watching it uh first off <laughs> The the funniest thing Em said while watching this was she said they were filming like primarily at this weird mansion and she said, How many Pornhub videos do you think were shot at this mansion? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it was a lot. Talking, it looked yeah. like Yeah. <laughs> it looked they must just crank stuff. <laughs> and I I mean crank literally here, I guess. Oh God, no. God. My primary question while watching this was does KFC not exist yet in this universe? Because essentially the plot, and this is the thinnest plot I've ever seen, is this woman is dating this uh, rich man and they're having dinner and he proposes to her and she's like, I have to think about it. And then she meets Mario Lopez, who is Colonel Harlan Sanders. And, but in modern day, like this isn't taking place like, in the 1700s or 1800s or whatever colonel sanders yeah Yeah. like this isn't the invention of kfc like this is (laughs) taking place today this is like if colonel she meets (laughs) colonel harlan sanders it's like if kfc never existed until 2020 he's just like i'm getting out of the chicken game i'm gonna lift some fucking weights and get ripped that's what i'm gonna do with my free time he's he's the personal chef for these rich fucks so (laughs) she's just like wow, you're really deep and sexy. And he's telling her about how he's got the, <laughs> the secret recipe that's going to change the world. <laughs> and it's, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, 
is this really like, <laughs> just, like it seemed like such a slam dunk for just setting it in the far past. Right. And having it be like the creation of KFC or something. It takes place today. It makes no sense. And he's just talking about how he's going to change the world with his herbs and spices. Like, okay, cool. And the villain offers him $500,000 to move away or go away or something. It's five grand. Five hundred. Five hundred. Five hundred. Oh, okay. It's a lot of money, it Chicken is, Man. Yeah, it is a lot of money. <laughs> and I say that because the line of the movie was, Secrets out, Chicken Man. How much? I mean, if you invented chicken, I feel like 500K is not a lot. Especially if we're talking like current day money. Well, I think it was just get away from his fiance or the woman he wanted to be his fiance. Then, yeah. Uh, then to get out of the chicken game. Yeah. Well, also, isn't like that? Those deals never work. Yeah, you can still go behind that. Oh, never, back. never. Yeah, you just get a lot of money, so they yeah. can keep uh, keep blinking their significant other. I just like the other idea <laughs> of like, you're so deep and sexy. <laughs> oh my god, like you got an amazing thought, but you also have some thoughts. I'm so. What is this? <laughs> what is this feeling? I'm like, feeling. <laughs> an insane plot but like it's just so thin so razor thin that they stretched it out as far as possible and i i did really enjoy that m described the plot as a classic tommy boy situation because the evil guy who wants to marry this woman was conspiring with her mother and we're pretty sure they were oh yeah yeah look at that did uh tommy boy action did mario lopez get a heart attack on the dance floor at the wedding (laughs) That's a. He did not. No, that's no, a pretty no, no, good. No, that's no. a deep. That's a deep pool for me. Oh, that's a good. That is good. Yeah, pool that's for pretty you. good. Yeah, they all work at chicken hand auto parts. That's not a thing. Well, anyway, we're okay. I'm, <laughs> good lord. We're um, yeah. Now good I'm falling lord. too. Yeah, I'm falling off the boat here. Yeah, I, had a, I, I was pushing the boat for a while. Out. Yeah, <laughs> you were pushing the boat. Secrets out, chicken man. <laughs> I still can't believe that shit was 16 minutes. 16 minutes. It was so bad. Bad. And M has a kindly put together a list of what they were missing from a classic movie oh yeah please hell yeah number one no one had a career as a real estate agent (laughs) that is usually which is something they do quite often yeah that's usually (laughs) that's like they're going to no one yelled you're a liar (laughs) (laughs) there were no establishing shots of a marina Okay. Yeah. Many many lifetime movies will show establishing shots of a merino while they're showing the town. <laughs> this is a good list. It's the a good movie did not list, close. Though. The movie did not close with red and blue police lights. Oh my god, yeah, that's I feel like that's usually a go to for them. But it did it did have a, a tense scene where, you know, people were tied up and the Colonel Sanders got tied up. <laughs> uh Let's see. None, none of the women wore a bra to bed under their PJs, which is something that Emma noticed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she also noted that there were no fake phone apps. She was expecting like a weird KFC app to somehow uh, be involved. Oh my God. None of that. Yeah. And finally, no one moved to a new town for a fresh start. Oh, that yeah, that's uh, that is the call, uh, common uh, storyline with him too as well. I like the idea. Ninety nine percent of Lifetime movies it start with like a mother and daughter moving to a new town for a fresh start. I was gonna say, I feel like that's uh, that is usually the go to 
go-to move. I, I was trying to remember the last one I had. Like, don't usually throw on Lifetime. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I think the last one I saw was was my ex back in like 2013, and it was like Jody. It was like the, some story on like Jody Harris. Like, do you remember her? Uh, oh. I think she lived out in Arizona and stabbed her boyfriend like a hundred and five times in the shower. So sure. then, like, they decided, like, you know what? Let, we got to get all one hundred and five stabs in the in the in the movie. We really got to put that in. So there's just like a couple minutes of just like this insane. I think that was a story. Uh, I don't remember if that was her actual name or if that was like the name in the movie. But it was. Uh, it was not. Don't watch it. It's not a good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Uh, so if you were like, they're they're all the same, right? Like, yeah, they're essentially one, the same thing. Like again, there's a love story there, like outside of the whole her. I think there was another love line besides the her killing the one guy, and then it was like a whole thing of like, yeah, it was it was just not a good movie. So I would say if you guys are looking for movies from Lifetime about seven years ago, don't watch that one. That would be my that's my uh, critique corner. I would say probably it sounds like M has better. <laughs> It's better info on what actually to watch on Lifetime because that that nailed a lot of the common storylines and like what are in this movie <laughs> still. I do. They really should have had like an iChicken app or something like an iKFC. We feel like that. Oh would've. yeah, should have been uh, next up on the uh, on the docket there for your 16 minute fucking movie. But God, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna have that title and this absurdity involved, it's got to be. Like again, this discussion is probably as long as a movie. No, you're telling me you couldn't have put more work into that. You got KFC, you got Colonel, you got the KFC man in the in the middle of a love plot. It's got to be longer than 16 minutes. I'm sorry, that's what it comes out. That's I'm just listen. When it comes time to write the love story about the Taco Bell Chihuahua, come to us. We'll write it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. We'll write an, a a three hour script for that. <laughs> it was... it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Citizen Kane of uh, of fast food restaurant mascot love stories <laughs> again also i threw out i'm i already have a couple lined up for uh if we want to do jeffrey the toys r us uh, draft and again toying with my heart would be the, the the tagline and it would be uh can probably do it around christmas too and again i just want an actor that has his head popping out through a big fake dra- uh, draft costume and that that's it that's all i want to do um <laughs> So uh, we don't ask for much. Yeah, <laughs> we don't ask for much except for royalty checks and this fucking lifetime movie with that I want to have with the draft. So uh, we got a. Uh, I mean, if we're done with the recipe for seduction, uh, we got uh, the usual uh, entertainment nonsense with the uh, the batch update going on here. And uh, enough. I tell you what, uh, enjoy this one, folks, because we have to record early next week because there is a holiday going on. So suck it, and also yeah. we will not be having the. Um, don't suck it because it's Christmas. I'm going to enjoy Christmas. But uh, you won't have the batch update. And uh, we're going to have to uh, be a little bit of a shorter app next week. So I'm dropping that bomb on you here. But for this week, let's uh, let's enjoy it. Let's get, let's get into the batch update here. So this week is Hometowns, where Tasha meets the families of the final four fellas. Uh, usually they go to each person's hometown. But because of COVID, each guy makes a date reminiscent of their hometown they allow a small group of family into the bubble for Tasha to meet. Again, ABC on top of the uh, pandemic situation. Thank you for being uh, careful with that. Uh, before that, though, we have a rose ceremony. After being sent home last week, Bennett comes trotting back like the pompous polo-wearing turd he is. Oh, there we go. All right. So, Bennett! <laughs> I'm dunking on Bennett. Uh, Tasha talks to him and lets him stay for the rose ceremony, but she ultimately sends him packing. Bennett hops onto his catamaran and sails off to Cape Cod. I I hope that is As actually one does. what happened. Yeah. 
anyway, Ivan Provorov, Bug Eyes, Ben, Zach with only a C, and Brendan the Fashionable Roofer. Here we go. Now we're getting These the taglines. These that, are what we've been. This is it. This is why I subscribe to Ian's this, Bachelor newsletter right here. Is, is right here. Is for Bug Eyes Ben. Bug Eyes Ben. <laughs> Bug Eyes Ben is good. It sounds like oh my god, that just sounds like the nickname of like a basketball player from like the fifties or like some baseball player that like that was on the Mickey Mantle era Yankees that we never heard of. Like he was their center field. Oh, good old Bug Eyes Ben. He never dropped the ball out there. Like that was his nickname. <laughs> Mickey Mantle always said that Bug Eyes Ben was the most reliable <laughs> yeah. teammate he ever had. Oh shit! Uh, first up is Brendan. Uh, for the first part of their date. Brendo sets up a picnic for Tasha, his niece, and himself. When they first meet up, the niece runs up to give Brendini a hug, but Tasha jumps in and intercepts it. Uh, odd move. Odd move indeed. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know why you need to pick off hugs from uh, nieces here, but whatever. Uh, she they... really just misses hugs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I get, yeah, we could all use a hug right now. So kind of Actually, she probably misses hugs from like from people that aren't like just desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Guys publicly trying to get with her yeah that would be yeah Yeah. so i imagine she needs that hug more than anybody um uh they all decide to look past it uh look past it though and play a bunch of carnival games brendan and his niece as one does uh brendan and his niece show taisha their special handshake and do some tiktok dances and uh i guess this is as good a time as i need to bring it up uh i think the tiktok dances are what's ruining america steve Uh, every time i log on the instagram to look at uh you know pictures of your face and other people i know's faces uh all i'm seeing are these goddamn tiktok dances and uh nobody's working you know uh no nine to five jobs out there just kids there's fucking youth just doing the tiktok dances so uh gotta get back to work yeah that's savings account yeah that's exactly that's what you got time to dance you got time to mop i think is what the order when you get six hundred dollars from the government for free yeah you need to start a hedge whoa, account. Whoa, whoa, whoa. $1,800 from the government over about a nine-month span. Yeah, you better. Let's start. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the charitable that's, way that's looking the, at that uh, one. Yeah, that's the, I'll tell you what. Yeah, fucking handouts. Anyway. Yeah, nothing like yeah. a month and a half of rent. That's good. <laughs> He's fucking, I'll tell you what. Yeah, we don't have time to dive into my beliefs on that. Anyway, on their date, Tasha and Zach with the C. Have a fake New York date and start off by practicing hailing fake taxis. This is that's the first thing you want to do on a date is create situations that you don't need to be filled with anxiety. ABC, working with a shoestring budget, pulls together enough dough to paint a taxi on a piece of plywood for this part of the date. Uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach grills Tasha on not knowing how to do a hail attack or uh, how to hail a taxi properly, even though she. I mean, Romaldo knows. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, oh yeah, he should. He's been getting the fuck out of town. Uh, even though she raised her hand and yelled "taxi," that is how you properly hail. A, is it not? Or do you like supposed there's, to? There's no other way to do it. I was gonna it. say you're supposed to like snap your fingers like it's impatient. Or uh, that seems to, like. So you're supposed to do the dad whistle where you stick like two full fingers in your mouth. Yeah, and and that's whistle supposed really loud. to. I cannot do it for the record. I can't do I've tried either. many times and spit all over the room. Maybe that is once you have kids, you're able to do it. I should ask about my buddies if they're able to do it now. That's I true. feel like it is just you. It's probably what it is. You got to get like a certain level of like seep deprived. You're like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to stick my fingers in my mouth and I got this. And you just go from there. Uh, it's a lot of shit. He, he shows her how to do it the real way, a.k.a. doing the same exact thing, very loudly screaming taxi because you're a proud New Yorker. Uh, they take. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds what, like what's he gonna show her next? Who's that? You eat pizza, and he folds it like yeah. Every you want every some fucking, fucking person knows how to fold a pizza, in New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
They take some photos like they're in the fake taxi. Some real Barney Rubble shit. Uh, next, they eat bagels. And Zach roast Tasha again because she wanted a blueberry bagel. Oh, my God. I agree that's a bullshit bagel, but lighten up, dude. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's the appropriate stance of, uh, you know. You're getting blueberry. Just get a muffin. Come yeah. On. Uh, oh, so you lean. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that blueberry If I'm eating blueberry, I want it on a muffin. I want. What kind of bagel you lean? Which way you go with the. Uh, if I'm going to a bagel, I'm, I'm doing it. So I go, I go everything. I need the, uh, oh, okay. The, I, 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 there's something everything in everything plain. that I have an allergic reaction to something in everything. So it's yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's because uh, <laughs> it's no good for me. But I, yeah. I do plain a lot. I like garlic. I like uh, I like sesame. Shout out to uh, shout Street. out to my sister. Oh, my okay. sister works at yeah, Shout out to Sesame Street. Yeah, she works at Sesame no, Street. Uh, shout out. Yeah. yeah, she works at Sesame Street. I'm never gonna let you get <laughs> this off. <laughs> No, let me get it off real quick. I was just going to shout out to my si- my sister works at Knee Bagels in Old City. They are fantastic. So that's yeah, a, go a buy, shout out to them. Yeah. Free advertising for a great local business. Yeah. Uh, shop small, folks. Shop small. That's right. Especially now. Uh, all things considered. Um, and uh, But I, I agree with the instance of uh, lighting up its fucking bagel. Like, we don't need to. I don't think you need to. Uh, that's also true. Yeah, stick it to Tasha <laughs> over a fucking uh, the bagel decision here. So. But uh, then again, you know, New Yorkers claim bagels and pizza as their as their yeah, thing. New Yorkers so claim a lot of shit. So that's I know they claim they can, a lot of shit. Yeah, and if you're on the East Coast, mouth. it's all the same shit because you know whatever. But that's I, I essentially the equivalent of a, a Philadelphian yelling about a cheesesteak. They can't put Swiss cheese in that shit. <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like more sometimes. No, no, I'll say fuck it. This is my podcast. Uh, more times than not, when people say. Like the loud, obnoxious Philly people that are trying to make a point about Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, I feel like they usually talk about Pats and Gino's then, which is also like the cardinal rule that you just don't. Those aren't the two options when you're talking about uh, cheesesteaks. Yeah. So don't go there. Yeah. You just don't go there. Yeah. So it feels like something where like somebody needs to. Yeah. Just look up the BSH cheesesteak list. That's that's got you covered right now. Yeah. Again, we we need to start just going back to J-Po for all these uh, these answers here. He probably knows how to do the whistle now. I mean, he just had a kid. He probably so does. He, he instantly knows how to do that whistle. Jay-Po, yeah. Uh, I I I gotta say, like, I went into Jpo's list, and I was gonna be skeptical. I was very skeptical going in, and then I read it. And I'm like, that's a good list. Yeah, because you're a hoity-toity Philadelphian who wanted to uh, cast right. some judgment, and it turns out Jpo actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's yeah he's he, he, I guess he knows what he's talking about. Don't tell him that though. Nobody tell him that. Nobody text. It'll him. go right to his head. Yeah. Now uh let's move on for uh uh they wrap up by eating some oh my god they they wrap up by eating some large slices of za and do it do a few more taxi hailing reps what the fuck is this date i don't they follow it up with going like i'm walking here and take turns saying that like jesus yo you eating that uh i hope they just went to sabaros like i hope that's all it was was like you just want to shut the fuck up about sabaros by the way sabaros favorite pizza place that would be uh that would be one of the ads I want on the helmets. Like that's like that level or like ShopRite or like Zaxby's or like In N Out. Hardee's would be another good one. Like restaurants that like Hardee's. again, places you're like COVID didn't finish that off and like they're apparently still thriving. And I, I like helmet level thriving. Helmet ad level thriving is what I'm looking for. So I'll think of more uh companies next week and I'll share them with you. Uh, so they have dinner with Zach's family and they seem fine. Tasha calls Zach's mom the cutest little button. Okay, sounds like Zach with the C's doing all right. Uh, besides the obnoxious uh, New York angle, but I guess uh, I know, as a country we have to overlook that for anybody from New York, which is, I mean, 
can't really hope that they're from New York, you know. They're going to be obnoxious about it no matter what. So that's, we just have to play true. through it. That's, I guess the onus is on us to overlook it. So uh, Next up is Ivan. Uh, another niece is featured here as Ivan FaceTimes his niece with Tasha, and they all make a Filipino meal that's been passed down in the family. Next is the family dinner, and Ivan's mom states right off the bat that she is skeptical of the bachelor as a whole. We all should well, be. Oh, that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the general public. Uh, as Ian put in here, yeah, that's uh, that makes a lot of us outside of Tasha and your your son apparently, uh, and Ivan's yeah, brother. Ian literally wrote, <laughs> yeah. "We all should." Yeah, we all that should. That wasn't be. a Gregism. Yeah. That was literally <laughs> that written was, by Ian. Yeah, Ian made the point, and uh, we just want to drive it home. We should all be questioning it. Uh, and Ivan's brother Gabriel uh, shows up, which surprises everybody. Ivan's dad. I hope that was like they just haven't seen Gabriel for years, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're still alive!" It was just like a huge moment. Uh, Ivan's dad, as someone also. Uh, uh, as someone also previously divorced tries to ask Tasha what she feels she has learned from her own past marriage and why she feels ready for another one. Fair questions, and he asks them with a pretty understanding tone, but she kind of shrugs it off. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so uh, Ivan's okay. dad trying to get some results here, and uh, Tasha not feeling it. Uh, again, I guess that's I a like lot. I like Ivan's to... family. Like, they, they are the deep skeptics that I would really want my family to be if I was on such a, a shit show as The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Like, just come on and be like... That's a bunch of bullshit, right? Uh, and my wild, my dark horse to come out of all this, Ivan's family. I don't think Ivan's going to get a rose in it with Tasha. I'm pulling for Ivan's family. So Ivan's mom, Gabriel, and uh, Ivan's dad. That's who I'm hoping we'll see uh, once the ceremony here. I don't think it's going to happen because uh, they're not involved. Uh, finally, it's Bug Eyes Ben's date. Oh, baby. BB. <laughs> Coming up to the plate. Uh, for the hometown portion, Ben sets up a fake Venice Beach boardwalk. And he and Tasha rollerblade down it. Okay, uh, oh, better than uh, I guess. Better than the the uh, fucking hail in a cab thing. Uh, later, the dream of the nineties alive with Bug Eyes Ben. <laughs> uh, later, they hop on some segways. Uh, makes you think they cut corners on Zach's on. date since all he got was a few bagels, some za, and a cardboard cutout taxi. Yeah, yeah that is kind like, of true. What, what happened like, there? <laughs> uh, brunch in New York? Like what? the Come on. Yeah, I mean, Zach's like, all right, I guess we got to eat bagels. And meanwhile, Bug Eyes Ben is over here wearing up segways and uh, can uh, do some rollerblading. Uh, hey, I'm carb loading here. <laughs> he was an extra on the Sopranos. They don't tell you that part. Uh, anyway, we move on to the dinner. <laughs> we move on to the dinner with Ben's family, which consists of his sister and Antonia from Top Chef. Uh, Wait, really? That's, that's okay. I I I've recently watched all of Top Chef, so I I it's a program I actually somewhat. I don't know. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know if I want to go okay. there and watch Top Weird. Chef. Yeah, I mean, I feel like no, for me, as I some, like to cook a lot, so for uh, me, it's you know. Yeah, I was gonna I, say I enjoy. Yeah, I'm beginning to cook a little, but like the stuff I do, it's also not gonna be anywhere near Top Chef. But also like. You know the, the I got the Bobby Hill stuff. I got the gout going on, so there's still some stuff. Uh, it's just like it's good, and I look. They at cook it. a lot of seafood on Top Chef. Oh too. God, see, yeah, yeah, like seafood is like the thing. Yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is Top Chef. You know, th- think of your viewers is what I'm getting at. Uh, not sure what's up with this. Uh, anyway, Antonia makes uh, Ben realize he loves Tasha, and Ben then feels determined to tell Tasha he loves her since she has mentioned he's been uh, closed off. Uh, I would love if he was just like, I, I'm not feeling this. I think I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna excuse myself. Get to the hometown part, and he's like, you know what? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've I, been enjoying the free food and hotel and yeah, stuff. I and think like, I got a I've had a fun time. But got a bounce. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's working, Bachelorette. Sorry. 
You already did the thing with the hail taxis. Yeah, if you already did that, I mean, I'm not really going to have fun doing anything. I mean, that's love right there. Yeah, I think you got to hang out with that guy. He doesn't spell his name right. Uh, But he fails to do so or say anything at all about his feels. So Tasha sends him home. The final three is Brendo, Ivan Proveroth, and Zach with only a C. So Bug Eyes Ben finally gets an illustrious nickname we can all rally behind. And within that update is fucking Gonzo's. He's out of here. What a devastating. (laughs) That update had it all, though. We got nicknames, uh, a lot of scenery to take in. Uh, the, The human element of people that don't think the bachelorette is in a reasonable way to find love uh you know just everything that that update had it all so ian once again killing it killing the update game and uh i gotta say paired with uh emily's uh recipe for a better seduction or whatever you want to call that for your update (laughs) (laughs) better that's the sequel yeah that's uh yeah more herbs and spices sexually that's the name of the yeah that's uh it was pretty good that was pretty good entertainment corner so Again, uh, don't expect any of that on Tuesday's podcast. Really hyping that up, by the way. So I please got, still listen. I, I actually, I, I have a oh no, you do. Yeah, Tuesday, never mind. So, yeah. yeah, I was gonna it's say it's gonna be a good do. time. So, be a little different, but we do have that, and also answering a couple other fans' questions. Not fans and sending questions. Uh, I'll take show. some questions for next week. We could take some yeah, questions. You know what? Fuck it. Let's I wanted to give a few more shout outs to actually I might give them at the end of the show, but we okay. we, we could take some questions or whatever. Yeah, I just, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, that is a good point, because the only ones I, I was we talked about uh, Sean Moore gave us some couple questions. I'm sure he just wanted me to answer on Twitter, but I was like, we got to we got to switch out the uh, the, uh, the the content here. Just tweet tangy uh, tweet tangy tent. Yeah. the sweet tangy tent. We got to stretch it out here. Uh, so I was saying sweet for, tangy tent. I was going to do it sweet tonight, but uh, we're doing pretty good. The fucking. human torch was tonight. A <laughs> we're doing pretty good dragging out this puppy. These are our verbal exercises before the show. It's, <laughs> Craig says tweet, sweet tangy tent five yeah. times fast. And I only get it right once. Yeah. So that's the whole, uh, that's the whole deal <laughs> with that. So, uh, Sibilance. Let's do a, let's do a round of league real quick. And, uh, I already touched on uh, Duclair and Lundquist. Let's talk about Alex Dean has announced his retirement from the league due to a degenerative uh, or a problem with degenerative herniated discs of his lumbar spine. Well, of course, we all know about that physical ailment. We know what that's like to go through. Uh, he finished with 622 points, 245 goals, and 1,018 games f- over 15 seasons between the Leafs and the, the Blues. Won a Stanley Cup with the Blues in 2019. Uh, speaking of the Leafs, former prospect uh, Dimitro Timoshov was traded from the Red Wings to the Islanders for good old future considerations. Winger was taken in the fifth round of the 2015 draft by uh, Kyle Dubas and company. Uh, nine points in 39 games with the Leafs, and uh, he also appeared in five games for the Red Wings in 2019-20. Kind of like Timoshov when he was coming out of the draft. Obviously, he hasn't hit on something uh, at the NHL level, but uh, maybe he still gets there. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, pull him for you, buddy. Uh, former Shark Melker Carlson has returned to the SHL and his old club Skeleftia AIK. Sport, uh, forward spent the last six seasons with the Sharks and played with uh, Skeleftia AIK back in 2013-14. Corey Stillman joins Arizona as an assistant coach, uh, sixth overall pick in 92. And the former uh, Flame, Hurricane, and Bolt uh, was head coach of the OHL Sudbury Wolves for the last three seasons. Uh, some former family news here. Uh, Jason Labarbo is named as Calgary's NHL goalie coach, uh, and the Flames have created a goaltending department. 
So on top of LaBarbera being the goalie coach, uh, Jordan Siglett will now be the director of goaltending. Uh, he played a game with the Bruins back in the NHL years ago, but uh, he was uh, the Flames goalie coach since 2014-15. And also Thomas Spear will be part of the goaltending department. He's uh, as a development goalie coach, and he was the uh, Stockton Heats, uh, the Flames AHL uh, team's goalie coach last season. So a lot going on with the Flames, kind of mimicking what the Panthers did with their goaltending situation uh, or goaltending department. Um, and then Justin Bailey will be staying, staying with the uh, Canucks, the former Flyer and Phantom. Had 47 points in 53 games last year for the Utica Comets, the Canucks AHL uh, club, and also appeared in two games for the Canucks last season. Uh, Tyler Grayovac uh, will also be staying with the Canucks, uh, signed one year, 750K. Center had two goals in eight games with Vancouver in 2019-20 after being with the Wild and Caps in previous seasons. Uh, Jack Finley engaged Goncalves. Center's taken in the second round, the 2020 second round by the Lightning. Both signed their ELCs. And uh, Chicago announced earlier this week that Stan Bowman was promoted to the president of Hockey Ops along with his GM title. So it does not sound – it doesn't quite sound like a Flyers – promoting uh you know getting fired upwards type of move it sounds like kind of more of a a vote of confidence but we shall see at least from what i was reading it sounds like a giving stan bowman more power which is you know it's uh it's something it's a little interesting but anyway that is a move it is definitely a move yeah uh and then uh paul holmgren you're the president now it's a promotion go go have fun yeah (laughs) former uh Former Quebec Nordiques and Colorado Avalanche GM Pierre Lacroix uh, passed away earlier this week due to COVID-19. 72-year-old was the GM of the Avs from 94 to 2006, where the Avs won two cups in 96 and 2001. And then last but not least, uh, Andrew Hammond, a.k.a. the Hamburglar, signs with Minnesota. Hasn't played in the NHL since 2017-18 with the Avs. Uh, and Minnesota, at the moment, has Cam Talbot and Alex Delac in that. So Cam Talbot... Uh, yeah. You know, I'm still pulling for Cam Talbot to post like a 920 save percentage this season, so I can say I won the argument about uh, Cam Talbot and Anthony Stolarz. The argument that nobody cares about right now, but I'm gonna pretend like it was a thing, and I'm gonna drag it out. Stolarz the goalers. Stolar, stole tender the goaltender. Stolarz the goaler. Stoli the goalie. Yeah, got them now, all in there. I, I, we we did touch on Lundquist earlier. Yeah, we talked about Lund. Oh, uh, we've talked about so much. No, in between, we did not. Yeah. We did not talk about. I was going to say earlier. we talked well, about. Let's Duclair. talk briefly. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk briefly about Lundqvist because I, I don't think we we talked about that. We did not because and, this this yeah. just happened today too. Like this is breaking news. Yeah, this for is us, breaking uh, news essentially. Yeah, this is hot off the presses. Uh, hot off the press actually. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist will miss the uh, upcoming season due to a heart condition. Uh, he did not announce his retirement though, so I guess it's still on, t- on the table for him to return in 2021-22 or just retire at a later date but it just sounds like he is missing this season and uh again that would be a pretty shitty way for hank to go out uh i mean i would really would be man like i I know henrik lundquist has tortured us over the years because he was a phenomenal goalie for the new york rangers Yeah, yeah but to see his career end like this especially when he you know Listen, I wanted that disgrace of uh, Lundqvist in a jersey that wasn't the Rangers, and they're never going to get to know that pain now. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping that he gets to come back for one more year uh, to see him go out with this heart condition. It's one of those competitors that you actually respect at the end of the day. And I believe me, I I would see I'd love to see Henrik Lundqvist win a cup. 
uh, just not with the Washington Capitals, New York Rangers, or really, you know, just have them be the Flyers backup for one year to oh, win yeah. the Cup because it'd be hilarious. But it, um, I respect Henrik Lundqvist, and I certainly you don't want to see anybody go through this. And man, it just sucks. It's really just terrible news. And uh, all the best luck to to Henrik Lundqvist moving forward. I know BSH has been on the record saying he's uh, actually hideous and not handsome, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with that uh that that take. I believe that was uh Butt's original opinion. I'm gonna stick with that, Albert. So I'm gonna go <laughs> with uh, I'm sticking with that. Uh, but yeah, again, like you're saying, I I mean, I hope he just is fine, and uh, it would. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's still able to play again. I guess if he wants to, but uh, it's just kind of a shitty way for anybody to kind of go out. I mean, I was definitely a Duncan Allman when he was gonna retire without a cup, but I didn't want to retire with a weird serious heart condition possibly like that wasn't in yeah. my uh that wasn't in my vision of him going out coupless but uh no nope, that wasn't in your player hater vision board yeah that was not in my yeah diabolical player haters board uh so hopefully i mean hopefully he's able to recover and be fine and it's not as serious as it sounds right now and then i can go back to just picturing him uh falling into the ice when uh alec martinez scored the game winner back in 2014 but the caps <laughs> uh the Cavs backup situation now Looks like it will either be a Phoenix Copley or Vidic Vanasek. And uh, Copley, I also I always forget this about Copley. A uh, 28-year-old goalie who's involved in the two big, somewhat recent Cavs-Blues trades. And those two trades were uh, Oshie getting traded to the Cavs from the St. Louis for Troy Brower. Yeah, it was that long ago. Troy Brower, uh, Phoenix Copley, and a 2016 third, which became Garrett Pylon, who... Despite his name, I think actually might be working his way. He's in the AHL. He might be getting a look here in the next couple of years. I think he's only 22. So still kind of young. Still pretty young. Um, and then also at the 2017 trade deadline, uh, he was traded back to the Caps with Kevin Shattenkirk for Brad Malone, Zach Sanford, still with the Blues. Uh, 2017 first uh, that the Blues ended up trading to Philly and became Morgan Frost. And then a conditional 2017 second that never reached the conditions because I think it was Shaq Kirk had to sign. So, yeah, he got bounced around a lot. Uh, might ended up playing in uh, 27 games back in 2018-19. Had a 9.05 save percentage for the Caps. Has played in 29 NHL games overall. Think it's going to be him backing up. Uh, if not, it'll be Vanasek, who was a 24-year-old uh, second-round pick from 2014. Had a 9.17 save percentage with the Hershey Bears last year. And I believe he was on the bench during the postseason when uh, Sam Sonoff was uh, taking time off. So it might be him, and it might keep Copley down in the uh, the minors. But anyway, it's kind of – it's big news uh, because it's Lundqvist's health on that front. And also, um, the, I mean, him going to the Cavs was supposed to be a big thing because it was supposed to mean uh, they probably could have – there, there was – a nice insurance policy on Ilya Samsonov. Uh, Samsonov. Like, it was supposed to be... This was the year he was supposed to kind of ascend even more. And it was nice... Well, especially even... with them letting Holpe walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because last year they had the benefit of knowing Holpe was there too, even though Holpe wasn't the same guy. But now, if uh, Samsonov doesn't really, uh, you know, step up to the plate, not really as cushy a landing with uh, Copley or Vanisek there. But again, hey, see Anthony how the season Stolarz goes. Is always there. Anthony Stars, I think he's uh, he's still out there somewhere. Uh, I think he signed. I forget where he signed in the AHL, but he signed somewhere. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna he'll, look. Stolars is gonna come back to the Flyers eventually. We all know this, okay? So like, we don't need to worry. It's gonna happen. We don't need to worry about it. 
I heard he's interviewing for goalie coach. Sure. You know what they should? The Flyers should have the the goaltending excellence department, and then it's all the eight goalies from 2018-19, including <laughs> our yeah, Mike McKenna, <laughs> Cam Talbot, yeah, Brian Elliott. Uh, God, who even fucking out? Uh, Cam the, the Talbot. The Council yeah. of Goaltenders. The Council of Gold. I, God, I Alex Lyon was another one. Oh man, I'm gonna have to remember all those names now. All but, the best. Yeah, all the best. Simply the best. Speaking of simply the best, we wrapped up another immaculate episode of, of Fly Purple. So better than I was about all to say Flyers forecast, but you know we haven't been. We might be doing that again soon, but not. Uh... We might be doing that. By the way, soon. did you uh, not to uh, somebody tweeted us about possibly doing a uh, particular fuck episode? Did uh, I like that idea for that possible fuck they were throwing out there? Uh, what are your thoughts? That's a good that? idea. Oh, yeah, we might. Good idea. Squeeze that in before the season. Do that. Uh, make a make one of these weeks a two bagger. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hearing you. Maybe, uh, maybe. Okay. I will consider it. Okay. All right. You. Uh, all right. You let me know. Well, I will uh, let you know. I, okay. You'll be the first person I call. About. That would. I, that makes sense. It would make sense that I. <laughs> I hope that's what happens. <laughs> if you have any feedback. Ooh, are you Scott Stapp as Frank song. Sinatra? No, that was oh. just simply the best stuff. Oh, okay. If it was Scott Stapp, it would be like, if you have... Wait. Stapp as Frank Sinatra I've singing simply the best. That's what you gotta do now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, so I am. I said I was gonna do the Bill Barber thing this week. I did not. Surprise. Uh, I will have it out next week. Uh, I got a long weekend of not doing even more not doing anything this weekend so i will definitely be uh i'll have that out next week and then i uh, still want to do the uh gifts from each nhl team by christmas so and christmas if uh, i'm not mistaken is next friday steve so uh, oh, wow. i should have uh i will have that out next week as well and then of course a prospect report on monday and like we uh like i said earlier probably gonna be uh looking at a perbs a wednesday perbs this week would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right to me. And guess what? We, we're running this thing, so I'm thinking it's going to come out on Tuesday or Wednesday, even though I just said Tuesday. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a good prediction. <laughs> you can follow Craig at Sports or Bad. You can follow me at Flyperbly or at Esteban. But for your hockey needs, make it Flyperbly. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey on your social media stuffs. All right, folks, that's all we got. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Be sure to wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Please. Ugh. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 Hello everybody, this is Flyperbole. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!
Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Support for this episode came from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Last year, you may have made some smart decisions, and you may have made some not-so-smart decisions, like going all in on that one crypto exchange. The good news is making smart financial decisions is easier than you think. Smart Wallet's Smart Money Podcast has the weekly know-how you need to get ahead. Sean and Sarah, the hosts of Smart Money, break down the latest financial news and give you honest, objective money advice. Subscribe to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.